There has never been a powerful apostolic saint who did not pray. There has never been a powerful church that did not pray. There has never been manifestation or demonstration of the Spirit which was not initiated by prayer. When we pray, there is unlimited access to the supernatural power of the Lord Jesus Christ. In his book by Miller in 1955 entitled Prayer Meetings That Made History, Basil Miller documents the extraordinary spiritual awakenings of religious groups, cities, and nations. Miller uncovered an incredible common denominator with every awakening. They were all, without exception, born out of fervent prayer meetings. I'm going to just tip uh, my hand here and tell you right up front. I'm going to do my best to stir you, not to guilt you, but to stir you into attending our next prayer meeting. You say, when is it, Brother Hawkins? I don't know yet. It might be tomorrow night, and it might be Tuesday night, and it could be Wednesday night. Instead of, uh, uh, I'm still praying about that, but when I call the prayer meeting, I wish everybody that's here right now would come to prayer meeting and be just as fervent, just as fired up, just as exuberant as you are about the, attending a service in the house of the Lord. All of these things were born out of fervent prayer meetings. The, the 20th century apostolic revival was born out of a small prayer meeting in April of 1906. A, a group of African-American Christians gathered together for prayer in a small home on Bonnie Bray Street in Los Angeles, California. William Seymour, a holiness preacher, was with them that evening. And according to historical accounts, Brother Seymour's biblical text that evening was Acts chapter 2, verse 4. And it reads, And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. That night a man, Edward S. Lee, and a woman, Jenny Moore, <laughs> were baptized with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. Reflecting on the experience, Sister Moore said, It seemed as if a vessel broke within me, and water surged up through my being, which, when it reached my mouth, came out in a torrent of speech and languages God had given me. By the end of April, the home was too small for the revival harvest God was giving. The small prayer meeting was moved to 312 Azusa Street. Over 1,300 people gathered in the building and on the streets to experience the power of God. An eyewitness account of the Azusa Street Revival and prayer meeting said, As the revival continued for three and one-half years at Azusa, services were held three times a day, morning, afternoon, and night. Tongues speaking was the central attraction, but the healing of the sick was not far behind. The walls were soon covered with the crutches and canes of those who were miraculously healed. The gift of tongues was soon followed by the gift of interpretation. As time passed, Seymour and his followers claimed that all the gifts of the Spirit had been restored to the church. 
Dr. Vincent Sinan observed this. He said, few events have affected modern church history as greatly as the famous Azusa Street Revival of 1900 to 1909, which ushered into being the worldwide 20th century Pentecostal renewal. From this single revival has issued a movement which by 1980 numbered over 50 million classical Pentecostals in, in uh, every nation of the world. In addition to these Pentecostals, there are untold numbers of charismatics in every denomination who can trace at least part of their spiritual heritage to the Azusa Street meeting. Now, did you catch that? As a result of these radically apostolic revival prayer meetings as of 1980, 50 million. Uh, there are currently, uh, this is as recent as 2013 uh, uh, surveys, currently over 500 million people who can trace their apostolic roots back to those Azusa Street prayer meetings in Los Angeles, California. It all started with a fervent prayer meeting. I, I, I wonder if you believe in the power of prayer. Aren't you thankful for the power of prayer? There is power in prayer. There is power in prayer. John Bunyan wrote, prayer is a shield to the soul, a sacrifice to God, and a scourge for Satan. The Word of God informs us in Mark 9, 29 that we cast out devils through prayer. In James 5, 14, Brother Altop, the Bible says uh, that the sick are healed through prayer. I'm going to give God one more time. I'm going to give God praise for healing your hip, brother. In the name of Jesus Christ, I prophesy healing in your hip right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. We agree in Jesus' name. We agree in Jesus' name. In Acts 9, 40, we see evidence that the dead are raised yes. through prayer. Brother Gunderman, do you believe that? Yes. If you ever talk to Brother Gunderman very long, he will blow you away if you've never heard his testimony before because he just says it no, so nonchalantly. He says, uh, when I died, you don't meet very many people that start a sentence with, when I died... Jesus had a lot to say about prayer. In Matthew 7, 7, he says, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Do we believe that? Say amen. Matthew 21, 22, And all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing. Yes. Yes. All things believing. Ye shall receive. You believe it? Amen. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them. When you pray, believe that you receive them. I, I, I just, brother, I'll talk, I want to explain to people that may not understand what would cause somebody to walk up 
right when the preacher's getting ready to preach and not worry about what anybody thought. I want to explain that because this brother who has been in the church his life, this brother who has seen miracle after miracle knows that when we pray in the name of Jesus, when we pray believing, he believes that you shall receive. Amen. So he said, you know what? I'm not going to wait till after a while. I'm not going to suffer another hour. He believes that scripture. When you pray, believe. So when we prayed for Brother Altop, we prayed believing. Mark eleven twenty four. therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. John 14, 13, and whatsoever, uh, and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, Jesus says, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. 14, if you shall ask anything in my name, Jesus says, I will do it. I wonder what things you stopped asking for because it didn't happen soon enough or things that the devil has discouraged you over so you just kind of, you let it kind of slip out of your prayer language. I, I'm here to ask you to invite it back into your prayer language and go ahead and ask God for it again. There is nothing too hard for God. If you asked him for it a month ago, go ahead and ask him for it again. Somebody needs to get this. If you shall ask anything in my name, Jesus said, I will do it in the name of Jesus. Five elements, chapter two of this book. You need to get this book um, and read this book. Um, I'm only a few chapters in, brother, <laughs> and I got so much I'd like to share with you about this book, but it'd be, it'd be spoilers. But he shares so many miracles that the Lord did for him and his family and his wife. He talks about the power of prayer. He and his wife were uh, getting ready to go uh, onto the uh, missionary uh, field, and uh, they were planning, and, and his wife started having these uh, the sickness, some things popping up on her skin and, and very uh, fatigued and high fever. The doctors, this is years ago, the doctors didn't know what it was and they couldn't figure it out. And finally, they'd come home one day after a long day of ministry and his wife just fell out in the entryway of their home and uh, he didn't know what to do. You ever been where you just don't, you don't know what else to do? And, and the Lord spoke to him and said, Get the Bible, get the Word of God, lay it on her head, lay it on her body, begin to pray over those things, pray against those things. And as he laid the Word of God on her body, he said, we watched those sores disappear. We watched the fever break and come down. She was healed instantly in the name of Jesus. Do, you, do we still believe in the power of prayer, fervent prayer, believing that Jesus will move when we ask him? I, I still believe, God, if we ask anything in your name, that it's shall be done. They were, they were ready to go to the, uh, they, were, they were ready to do some more missionary work a few years ago. His wife, same wife, felt, and she was putting her seatbelt on and felt the lump on her neck and, uh, and went to the doctor and they began to do blood tests and x-rays and they ended up telling her that the whole right side of her body had cancer. And, uh, and, and they did another test to confirm 
to confirm that. And they began to pray and um, uh, they began to ask the Lord to move. And he got a call from Brother, I believe it was Brother Billy Cole. It might have been another one of the, the ministers that called him and said, Your wife, you, God has heard your prayer. God has healed your wife. She needs to get checked again. This is what I love. I love when we go to the doctors and the doctors say, I don't understand. I can't explain it. And they did another test and they said, We don't understand. Cancer was there and now the cancer is gone. I'm telling you that Jesus Christ answers prayer. Jesus Christ answers prayer. There's power in prayer. There's power in prayer. But this was her attitude. When she learned that she had cancer, she began to talk to the Lord this way. God, I'm a missionary's wife and I've got kids to raise and we got work to do and I don't have time for cancer right now. <laughs> she said after she got the news, she went and got a pedicure and went about her day and I think she said she went to Starbucks or whatever. She just went about her day and just put it in God's hands and began to tell the Lord, I don't have time for this. I know you're going to move. I know, I know whatever your will is is going to be done, but I believe you've got work for us to do. And then when they begin to pray and went back to the doctor, God answered prayer. You got to trust in prayer. You got to trust in Jesus. I want to give you quickly five elements of radically apostolic prayer. Five elements of radically apostolic prayer. I borrowed these elements from Brother Robinette. Jesus said in Matthew 28 or 18, 19, He said, Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree, everybody say agree. The first element of radically apostolic prayer is agreement agreement. Look at your neighbor and say agreement. Agreement. If, if, if two of you, if how many? If two of you shall agree on earth is touching what? Anything. Anything. Say that. Anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father, which is in heaven. I can't wait to finish this sermon because God is going to do so many things in this room today. I'm telling you, I've learned this. I've learned that when the devil shows up to start fighting, that God is getting ready to do wonderful, great things. And I'm telling you, the devil's been trying to attack this church and attack the leaders of this church. And, and, but God is going to do something great in this place today. If you agree, clap your hands. I, I just need at least two of you. If just two or three of you agree, God is going to do something in this place today. Lives are going to be changed. Bodies are going to be healed. Come on, somebody's going to be delivered in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Music, I need you to be ready to come when I snap. I mean, at the, not, not now, but when I, when, I mean, be ready. Be ready, to, be ready to move. Be ready to move. We can't, have a, we can't have a slow transition today. When I say music, I mean, get up here. If you've got to stretch and warm up, go do it now. Agreement. Jesus, he said, if two of you shall agree as touching anything that you ask. Verse 20 says, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst. It was agreement prayer in Acts chapter 1 that gave birth to that unprecedented apostolic outpouring in Acts chapter 2. 
2. The outpouring in Acts 2 did not start in Acts 2. It did not start when they just got in the room. It started after they had been in the room agreeing together in a prayer meeting and then it was agreement to prayer. Ecclesiastes 4, 9, the writer tells us, Brother Worthen, two are better than one. Because they have a good reward for their labor. Two are better than one. We have wrongly, I have to say so many times, we have wrongly said that it's unity that brings revival. And I've preached it, and I believe in unity, and it is God's will for us to be in unity. We've, we've said it, that if, if we can just get everyone on the same page, if we could just get everyone together, everyone in unity, if everybody in this building was in unity, think what God could do. I pray it will happen. I pray that we will get in total unity. Uh, I've, I've heard, I've, we've thumped our fist on the pulpit for years. If we just get in unity. But I want you to hear me. That's not what the Bible says. That's not what Jesus says. He did not say that if all of you shall agree. I've been pastoring a long time. And I don't know that, I mean, even when we had 20 in service, I don't know if we ever had a time where everyone agreed on everything. I think if it ever happens, the Lord will just come right away. And so we've sat around wrongly thinking, well, if brother so-and-so would just get with it, if sister so-and-so would straighten up, we could just get in unity if the gossipers would stop gossiping and the sinners would stop sinning and the, and the people goofing off would stop goofing off. No, that's not what Jesus said. Jesus said you could come into a room of 200 people and if only two of you would agree, if only two of you would agree, if only two of you would agree, I just need somebody to agree with me. In the name of Jesus, we can turn the tides of hell. If I just have some body agree with me we can see the power of God move in mighty miraculous supernatural ways he said if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask it shall be done for them of my father which is in heaven so let's work on the unity thing let's get more unified let's get together but let's not wait to pray for revival till everybody's in agreement let's just get together and agree brother bunch you and i can agree and we can see revival brother gunderman you and i can agree and we shall see revival i just need you would you if you would agree with me if if you would agree with me if you would agree with me think of what God can do anything 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 if I can just find someone or some two to touch it with me to pray it with me to believe it with me to agree with me, the Bible says, Jesus said, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. It's about agreement. Listen to me. Let me bust up some myths here. It doesn't have to be unanimous. It just has to be 
some agreement. It doesn't even have to be a majority. The power of prayer is not tied to a democratic system of majority wins or majority rules. And, and I, I, I believe me, I'm going to tell you right now, Jesus is not just waiting on the majority of the people to agree. He just says, if you and you can agree in Jesus' name and touch anything, young people, it shall be done. You, you just got to find a faith partner. You just got to find you a faith partner, not a gossip partner, not, not a naysaying partner, not a, not a sinning partner, not, come on, not a rebellious partner, but you got to find you somebody that will believe with you. One other person agreeing with you. Oh, and bless the Lord if you can find three. He said, I'm there in the midst. You can be seated. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Better find that person that will agree with you in prayer. Find that person who will agree with you in faith. If I can just find somebody. It's about agreement. It doesn't have to be unanimous or a majority. It doesn't have to be. If you will agree with me, if, if you will agree with me, if you will agree with me, the Bible says it will happen. It's about agreement. And that's why being, let me, let me make a little plug here, by the way, for the church. That's why being part of a local church is so important. And I want, to, I, want to, I want to cry out today in the face of this day where all the elements of the spirit world are coming against the church. And one of the attacks is to keep you coming to less church. And I'm going to, as your pastor, speak out against that spirit that would say you don't need as much church. You need more church, not less church. You need to be in every service, not, not just one service a week. I'm preaching to somebody here. Don't you dare make that mistake. That, oh, I can get by with a service here or there. You need the body of Christ because you need like-minded like people to agree with you, pray with you, worship with you, agree with you. Hallelujah. Well, glory to God. It is important to be part of a local church. When you have a church family, you are not alone. You have brothers and sisters to pray in agreement and to bear one another's burdens. Our, spiritual, our, our spirituality is multiplied when we have someone to go to battle with us. I've got a new cardiologist. My... Uh, my old cardiologist, and I do mean that in both senses of the word. My, he's my old cardiologist, and he got to the age where he had to retire. Uh, he's past retirement age. He's a good cardiologist. He's a, a doctor for the IU basketball team, actually. But he retired, so I had to find a new cardiologist. First time in my life, I've had a cardiologist that sat across from me and said, and I was talking to him, and I, I, did, I was trying to feel him out. And uh, I said, uh, this is what I've been dealing with, and this is what I deal with, just so you know where I am. I had this happen at 47, my dad, all my genetics, all that stuff. I said, I said if, I was, if I talked to you like a preacher, I'd tell you the devil messes with me. And he said, so a little later, he said, well, if I would talk to you like a Christian, this is what I would say. And I, oh, boom. First time in my life I have a doctor who, he said, I, he said, he began to speak some things to me. He said, I, I believe this and I believe this. And I said, I'm going to agree with you in the name of Jesus. We're agreeing. I've got a doctor agreeing with me. 
for the first time in my life, I'm in agreement with my doctor over spiritual things. Hallelujah. You know what I believe? I believe one of these days, I claim the spot right here in Jesus' name. One of these days, Jesus' name baptism. He's a believer, but there's more. Amen? <laughs> Just imagine what a cardiologist could do that believes in the gifts of the Spirit and speaking prophecy over somebody's body and speaking into their heart and speaking to their arteries. Just imagine what a Spirit-filled, tongue-talking, prayer-believing, Holy Ghost-believing cardiologist could do. It's about agreement. Amen. Oh, it's about agreement. The Lord told the Hebrews in Leviticus 26, 7, And you shall chase your enemies, and they shall fall before you by the sword. And five of you shall chase an hundred, and an hundred of you shall put ten thousand to flight, and your enemies shall fall before you by the word. Listen to me. Listen to me. This is why your enemy tries to isolate you. This is why the enemy of your soul lies to you. Don't worry. If I don't get this finished here in my time allotted, I'm going to preach it in the second service. All right? But this is why the enemy of your soul lies to you and tells you, don't, you don't need to share your burdens with anybody. I know some of you, you feel this way. I'm just going to suffer in silence and I'm going to just go through this by myself. The devil's a liar. Well, I just don't want to be a burden. I don't want to. You got all these excuses why you don't want to ask for prayer and ask for help. The devil is a liar. He knows that you by yourself are only so effective. One, he says, what does it say? One of you can put uh, chase 500. Well, that's pretty. No, go back. What's five of you? Yeah, that's right. No, say, say there. I'm sorry. Five of you can, can chase 100. That's pretty cool. That's pretty powerful. Uh, but. Sometimes I feel like I'm being chased by more than a hundred. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> and, and, and then uh, if I could just get more, the more, I'm, the more I get. So I need you. I need you. I need you. I need you to know. I, I know sometimes I feel like as your pastor, I'm a little too transparent with you. And maybe some people that aren't so strong in the faith will think I'm a wimp or a weakling or whatever. But I'm not a weakling when I ask you. When I tell you, look, I'm struggling right now with the spirit of fear. I tell you that so you'll pray with me and we'll get victory. And as your pastor, I'm going to march on through this thing. When I share with you, look, I'm under attack right now. I'm sharing that with you because I need 100 people to help me put 10,000 demons to flight. When we get together, when we agree together, when we believe together. Wow, two of us can put 10,000? 10, 10 of us, 100 of us, 10,000? Five? Five. Here, you five right here. Come here. You can all be seated out there. Turn and face the crowd. These five right here, if they're in agreement together. Young men, listen to me. You can put a hundred of the enemy. That's what the Bible says. Right? You can chase, you can chase a hundred. Five of you can chase a hundred. Now that doesn't make sense. But when you believe in the power of prayer, it makes sense. That's why we need this youth group to pray. Amen. Don't laugh. 
Don't laugh at these boys being up here because I'm fixing to get some more of you up here. Get this whole section right here that can stand. Stand right now. If you're, if you're not able-bodied, don't stand. But if you're able-bodied, stand. I, don't, I didn't say if you want to. I said if you're able-bodied. Get up here quickly. Move to the front quickly, 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 quickly. Come on, somebody. Now, if you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. I want, I want believers. I want people that are excited about the power of prayer. Come on. You can, you can be seated. Come on, I'm going to do this thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Smile. Hallelujah. You're on candid camera. <laughs> Count off. One. Thirty-two. What do I need? Thirty-two. hundred minus thirty-two. Sixty-eight. Sixty-eight more. Yeah, I'm looking at all you people. Stand up. Come on. I'm trying to get some of you people. That, nah, I don't want to go. I don't want to. I don't want. Get out of that pit and start praying and trusting in God. You got to get an attitude of faith. Stand up. You got to get an attitude of fight in you. You've got to get a battle mentality. Devil, you're not going to chase me. I'm going to chase you. You're not going to wear me down. I'm going to defeat you. You've got to get it in your heart. You've got to get it in your spirit. These five right here put a hundred to flight. If you guys don't agree with anybody else, you can chase a hundred demons. But man, when we all get together in this thing... 10,000 to flight. We've got to agree. I know you don't, you don't agree with everything. And you don't agree with everything that he thinks. And you don't agree with everything that she thinks. And that's okay. Can you just agree that God is great? Can you just agree that there's power in prayer? Can you just agree that when we pray in Jesus' name, things happen? You don't have to agree on everything. You don't have to agree on everything. But when I come to you, you can be seated. Go ahead. Go ahead. You can be seated. When I come to you, look, we may disagree on wine and grape juice, and, right? <laughs> we might disagree. I don't know what all we might disagree on. Red ties, black ties, and Red shoes, black shoes. We might disagree on some of this stuff. This has been our problem. We, we, we fixate on our differences. That's right. That's right. We maximize those the minutia of things that we can disagree on. So we come to church and we can't think about anything but red shoes and I don't know what stuff they used to fight about years ago. <laughs> Silly stuff. Open toe, Open toe shoes. Yeah, we, can, we, got, we got the list. Thank God. And the reason... The reason you don't hear me get up here behind the pulpit every service pounding on that kind of stuff is because I know some of you would get up and shout about it. Some of you would sit there and think, well, there's nothing wrong with that. You can disagree on some of that stuff. I can disagree with some, on some of that stuff. Some of that stuff. Some of that stuff. 
might be a personal conviction for you and not for somebody else, and you need to do it. But listen to me. We've got to come. We, we can't just sit around thinking about those things. I don't agree with that, and I don't agree with him on that, and I don't agree with Why don't they do this, and why don't they do that? Forget that stuff. That's what the devil's trying to do. Keep us so divided that I can't even come to you because you're wearing a, you're wearing a, oh, you're wearing a green check shirt. I need healing in my body. Let me tell you this. If you are ever in the hospital and you don't know if you're going to live or die. Some of you have been there. Some of you haven't. But listen to me. You do not care. If the person that showed up to agree with you for healing has a green checked shirt. Right? You know what I'm talking about. If he's wearing a red tie. If they got open-toed shoes, I guarantee you I've been there and I didn't raise up out of my hospital bed to see what kind of shoes they had on. Are you here to pray? Let's pray. You agree for healing? Let's pray. You believe God's going to see me through this thing? Let's pray. You agree that when two agree in Jesus' name? Let's pray. You're here to see me healed? Let's pray. We've got to come together and five of us can chase a hundred and a hundred of us can chase 10,000. Why in the world would we not want to agree in prayer in Jesus' name? Come back at two o'clock. I'm going to finish this thing. I need music to come. I'm only on the first element. There's four more. I'll preach it. I'll preach it at two o'clock. But right now we've heard enough preaching that somebody in this building is going to get a miracle. Amen. Does anybody else, when you hear these stories and these testimonies of canes and wheelchairs and crutches, do you ever get hungry for that again? Brother, I'll, top, I'll be honest with you. I'd just soon see that cane hung up on the wall back there as you ever have to use it again. I, he said, I agree with that, Brother Hawkins. Moose, I'd just soon see that stick just hanging on the wall back there. I'm telling you what, you say, well, that, that wouldn't look very good. That doesn't look very, that's not very good decorations. You know what? That's the best decorations we could hang on the wall. Amen. We don't, we don't need any paintings, but, but if you get healed, we'll hang it on the wall. We'll make room up here for some walkers, for this parkum. We'll make room up here for some inhalers, you people that need inhalers every day. We'll just, we'll just plant them up here. Amen? Back in the day, somebody come to the Lord and had cigarettes in their pocket. Somebody mentioned this the other day. I don't remember who it was. Brother Deckard, maybe? Was that you? They'd pray, and then when they'd leave, pack of cigarettes laying on the altar. Amen. Now, I've heard these testimonies, instant, instant delivery. Brother, Brother Axum was addicted, our, our former pastor was addicted to uh, smoking. <laughs> when, he, when he met his wife, uh, he was not, she was raised in the church. Brother Axum wasn't serving the Lord at the time. And uh, she was just a young lady, and Brother Axum, Brother Axum was seven years older than her. But uh, Sister Axum got away from the church for a little while when they got married. And she, her mom, Sister Axum's mom, said, you need to get back in the church. And she said, I'll, I'll come back to the church when Sam goes back to church. And he, so he told this story many, many times probably. Her mom said, oh, honey, don't say that. That man will never go to church. 
he was addicted to smoking and the Lord saved him and he tried to lay it down then he got a job he told me this story he got a job in a factory where he couldn't smoke they didn't allow smoking so he stopped smoking and he started chewing tobacco and he said brother Hawkins the the, the addiction to chewing tobacco was more was stronger than the smoking addiction and the Lord dealt with him about it and he tells stories of driving down the road under conviction and throwing that skull I think he do you remember what he he said snuff can he tossed that snuff can out the window look in his mirror see it rolling go down the road turn around (laughs) go pick it up but he kept doing it he kept trying he kept trusting the Lord till that one time he threw it away and never went back to it again so whether the Lord does it for you instantly you lay it down on the altar or the Lord, you lay it down and, oh, just, you're, I'm talking to somebody here today and you just, you've tried and you've tried to get victory and you keep going back to that thing and it keeps coming back on you and you feel like a failure. I'm telling you that there is power in prayer. You just need somebody to agree with you for your victory today. If you have a need, I'm going to just leave it open, but if you need, if you have a need for healing, for finances, for your marriage, for your mind, go ahead, start coming. If I'm naming your predicament, your marriage, your finances, your mind, your spirit, you need healing in any manner of your of your life right now. Come and stand up around this front of this church because we are going to agree in Jesus' name there is power in prayer. There is power in prayer. Amen. Come on up here with an amen mentality. The word has been preached. Now you've got to say yes. The promises of the Lord are yea and amen. Go ahead. Go ahead. Reach out. Claim it in the name of Jesus. I agree in Jesus' name. I agree with you right now. We agree together in the name of Jesus. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Church, if you would agree right now for healing, reach your hand out towards these people that are praying. We agree in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I join in agreement right now in the name of Jesus for your miracle. I agree right now in the name of Jesus for your miracle. Brother Worthen, I agree right now with you. Yes. For your miracle in Jesus' name, it's going to happen. In the name of Jesus, we agree in the name of Jesus. 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 I agree with you in the name of Jesus right now. 